Today, we discuss Miro. Listen, when it comes to running client workshops, the dream, of course, is to get those creative juices flowing, right? But typically what ends up happening is thousands of hours get wasted because of poorly facilitated meetings. So I have Maya with me today. She's a consultant who runs Fortune 100 workshops from leadership training to team building, and she has the insider tip on what makes things work. Maya? Thank you, Jason. I've been doing this a long time. My number one tip is to bring everyone into that visual collaboration platform. So personally, I use Miro and it's completely changed how I interact with the room. You have to give people a way to feel like they're in the room even when they're not. That's something you can do easily in Miro. Otherwise, they've seen the same slides and format a thousand times. Falling asleep, eyes glazing over, yawns, all that. Exactly. When people follow me on the Miro board, everyone is literally going on a journey with me. We're adding thoughts, we're reacting, and we're voting for the best ideas. It's great. Connective magic. I like it. That's M. M-I-R-O.com. Media. Welcome to Teacher Quit Talk. I'm Miss Redacted. And I'm Mrs. Frazzled. Every week we explore the teacher exodus to find out what, if anything, could get these educators back in the classroom. We've all had our moments where we thought, what the hell am I doing here? From burnout to bureaucracy to soul-sucking stressors and creative dead ends. From recognizing when it was time to go to navigating feelings of guilt and regret afterwards, we're here to cut out the gaslighting and get real about what it means to leave teaching. We've got insights from former teachers from all over the country who have seen it all. So get ready to be disturbed. Join us on Teacher Quit talk to laugh through the pain of the U.S. education system. We'll see you there. Well, as you know, we embrace diversity here at the Stephanie Miller Show, and I've never seen so much diversity in underwears as Tomboy X. I got the new rainbow ones. I even got the rainbow shirt. You can use it as a t-shirt or jammies. Fancy? I got the awesome. And the, the, that's a V-neck. It's so pretty. Okay. Listen, it's like nobody took the time to design authentic underwear for strong, independent, right? Comfortable with yourself, people like us. Tomboy X did. They created underwear that makes you feel like, you know, this underwear doesn't just fit. It gets me. Yes, I'm feeling proud. So I got the entire pride line. The underwear. I've got the uh, jammies. I've got the t-shirt. Tomboy X since 2014 has been making brazenly unapologetic underwear for all bodies, all shapes, all genders, all sizes, really all sizes from boxer briefs to bikinis, boy shorts to bras. Every pair of Tomboy X is created to fit you and how you see yourself. And they've expanded way beyond underwear too. And with their love at first wear guarantee, you can order risk-free while you find your perfect fit. Discover your inner Tomboy. Let me get you started with my special discount. Go to Tomboy X under the code Stephanie to get an extra 20% off. That's an extra 20% off when you enter Stephanie at TomboyX.com. That's Tomboy TomboyX.com. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Francis Callion. I'm Angela V. Shelton. We are Frangela, and welcome to The Final Word. The Final Word with Frangela. The Final Word. 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 Thank you for tuning in this week. Yes. And all the weeks to all the podcasts here on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Absolutely. And if you haven't watched the Sexy Liberal Survivors Tour show out of Madison, Wisconsin, go to sexyliberal.com and pick that up. You can watch it as many times as you want. Yes, you can. For a year. Yes, you can. It's a great show. All new material. It's, It's the whole Sexy Liberal gang live in front of this wonderful audience in Madison. You yes. will have a wonderful time. You have a ball. And if you are on the internet, 
why don't you just settle on over to Patreon? And if you're not currently a Frangela supporter, become one. Please. You know what you can get? You get three micro idiots a week. And let me tell you something about the micro idiots. They are I hilarious. Listening, I was listening to some on the way in today. Did you? And let me tell you something. There is such wisdom. <laughs> there is wisdom for the ages. Like, just as a little hint, if there's a child listening, cover their ears right now. But plug in. In for the night. I'm just going to say gems like that. Yes, yes, yes. And I'm telling you that laughter is great self-care. So do that. And while you're on the internet, you can get a specialized video from Frangela. If you go to cameo.com and put in Frangela Duo. That's right. Mm -hmm. And then... Every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time, you can tune into our Facebook page to see us do Idiot of the Week live. Yes, that's 1 p.m. at uh, Pacific Standard Time, and that's every Tuesday. And then you can join us every Friday morning for the third hour of the Stephanie Miller Show for the... Black Power Hour. What happened? That was Stephanie Miller becomes Stephanie Mills. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Wow. And and we believe Stephanie Mills becomes Stephanie Miller, although we cannot prove it. We cannot prove it. Because Stephanie Mills is surprisingly hard to reach. Yes. (sighs) I've tried. And you know what? The powers that be want it to they be want that. Us to, they want to keep they, us apart. They want, they they, they're trying to oppress well, us. They're, they're trying the, to oppress us. Yeah, the thing is, I think if Stephanie Mills and Stephanie Miller are in the same sphere, right. it destroys the space-time continuum. Absolutely. It creates a wormhole. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you know what? <laughs> it's Tuesday Right now, as we are recording, and today is election day in Virginia and many, many more places. Uh, Virginia, the whole, oh, oh I, I it's just, driving me crazy. Okay, first of all, I have to say, and everyone is guilty of it on the cable news channels. Mm-hmm. The pre-gaming of elections has gotten to the point of being absolutely ridiculous. There is the major climate accord going on, you know, meeting going on right now, yes. summit. Yes. There are all these things happening in the world. But what I have watched, every cable news channel besides the one I can't watch, which shall not be named, mm-hmm. here, do all day long, all day strong for the past four days has been pre-gaming an election. I... I we don't need all that pregame. Well, also, let me tell you this. I, if I get told one more time how enthusiastic um, Republicans are. Okay. Oh, and how, how this is what I don't understand. How the, the, the Democratic, how the Democratic vote might be depressed so because depressed. of the failing and stagnated Biden agenda. Yes. We are 10 months in. 10 months in. We have what? We, we, we have the White House. We have the Senate. And we have, by, by a slim margin, the Senate. But it's still, well, a, it's still a, a majority. It's still a majority. I'm telling you. We, we've got the House of Representatives. If you were, if we, if I didn't know better, Francis, watching MSNBC and Girl! CNN, if I did not know better, it's like watching Venus and Serena play. I was just about it to say. It is like watching play, because we've told you this before, if, you, if you're a listener, you know this. Go, do yourself a favor. Go back, especially to some of the early games, but any game, really. Between Serena and anyone, or Venus and Serena and anyone else, um, and I turn down, turn turn away from the set so you can't see what's going on. If you just listen to the commentary, it'll sound like they're losing. And then when you when they win and win like by a blowout, you would be surprised because they have said nothing but negative things. I, when I tell you that there's been nothing but a mandate for the Democratic agenda, nothing but the only people that are doing anything to make anything happen are in fact the progressives. Yeah, they're the only people compromising and trying to get stuff through. But if you listen to these networks, what you hear is the Democrats are in trouble. Yes. They don't have anything in the enthusiasm. And get this. Francis, you know how this bothers me. 
today I had to listen to, I think Kristen Welker or no, Janzig. What's mm-hmm. her name? Chris Janzig? Yeah. She on that idiot Chuck Todd's bullshit show. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's called uh, Negative I Should Be at Fox News Chuck with Chuck Todd. Right, right, right. This bitch. Mm-hmm. And I mean that in the in the colloquial sense. Right, right, right. She literally goes to a what's his name, not McAuliffe. Um <laughs> uh, Youngkin. Youngkin. Goes to a Youngkin event and goes, there was everybody there was extremely enthusiastic for Youngkin. It's what a Youngkin <laughs> event. <laughs> well, here's the thing. What they're, what they're talking about right now is now and now I got to hear about how good Youngkin has basically embraced Trump tactics. You know, he's he's selling himself as the softer fleece vest wearing Trump. Okay? I object and throw a flag on the use of the word tactic in the same sentence with Trump. There is no such thing as a Trump tactic. Well, and here we there are. There is not a Trump strategy. There is Donald Trump, the personality, and other people trying to mimic it. That's, That's right. That's it. Right. There is em- no strategy. Embracing, and embracing that as your tactic. But, but without hanging out with him. Right. Right. Um, also, we've got an election happening in New Jersey. Okay. And as I told you, Francis, mm-hmm. I had to listen to that punk Chuck Todd. I would like to challenge him to something. I don't care what it is. <laughs> um, like, yeah, I don't how care. about a thumb war? Thumb war, arm <laughs> wrestling, um, a game of risk. I don't give a fuck. Some twister. But the rule is if I win, he has to shut the fuck up. <laughs> okay. That's it. And if he wins, I will. No, I'm not going to shut up. But I'll do something else. Whatever, something else. Right. But the point, uh, maybe I'll stop talking about him. I can't. He literally said, I listened to him today on his election coverage, right? Say, you know, a Democrat hasn't won, uh, hasn't won re-election in New Jersey in 50 years, mm-hmm. which is another way of saying the incumbent Democrat is winning this election. That's right. And like, why not just say that the, the incumbent Democrat is leading in the polls and looks like he could, he's going to win this. Instead, everything gets couched in this failing negative narrative. Absolutely. And that is, uh, and this is why we're here. We're here. Democrats are here I'm going to say 15 to 20% because of the media. Because the media yes. is continuously, continuously selling that negative message. Yes, they absolutely are. And, and, and I have to tell you, here's the thing. We are absolutely, the only people we can appeal to are the Democrats. We are absolutely in favor of them doing more. But be clear about the agenda and where we're at. Yep. We're not at the end of one year in office. And uh, we've cut childhood poverty in, in half. Yeah. Biden did. Yeah. Uh, he's got most of the country vaccinated and more and more every day. And we're coming out of a fucking pandemic. And recession. They've, they're going to pass an infrastructure bill. They've already, they've gotten us back into the Paris Climate Accord. They've done all of these things in the first, I want you to remember the first 10 months of Donald Trump's presidency where right. basically well, what we, we were did screaming is, it on fire. We went to, um, we marched every weekend. Yep. Yep. And the only agendas that he was trying to get through, which were one, um, the first thing he tried with the Muslim ban, were the, all that was getting overturned. But th- that wasn't a failing agenda and a stagnating. This. No. And he had numbers that were lower than this, his entire presidency. But still, he's a threat. I am so sick. These people literally look at a winning race yep. and see a loser. Yep. 
Absolutely. Well, also happening, uh, another race happening in uh, Minneapolis is where voters are going to decide whether to disband their police department after the death of George Floyd and, and many replace others. it. Yeah, <laughs> and many others. Uh, because in Minneapolis is very, very bad. It's very bad. problem fucking mad. Yeah. Um, and replace it with a Department of Public Safety. The city's mayor, Jacob Frey, uh, a Democrat, opposes the measure and is himself up for re-election against two liberals who contend that he hasn't been aggressive enough on reforming the city's police. But meanwhile, meanwhile, in Philadelphia, yes, uh, I think it's important to talk about... It's a, this is really this is this is really important because this is getting at the actual issue. Exactly. So um, basically, if you might, you probably aren't aware because um, the, for whatever reason, the news media has decided the only stories they're going to cover are ones that they make up about opinions that we can't possibly know to people vote in their heads. But Philadelphia is set to become the first major U.S. city to ban police from stopping drivers for low-level traffic violations. Now, when we start talking about low-level traffic violations, we can talk about that the disproportionate amounts of stoppages are brown people, black right. people, Latinos, right? And so... At and disproportionately higher rates, which means it, this is how they're... This is how we're dying. Yes. Um, that we get pulled over for tags, mm -hmm. for allegedly not having a turn signal. Right. So soft, actually, no, that's soft, a moving violation. Soft, soft moving violations yes. that then turn into Secondary warrants. violations, yes. they call it. They, they don't meet the criteria for a lawful traffic stop, according to the office of this council member, uh, Isaiah Thomas. Not that Isaiah Thomas. Right. Who authored the bill. The bill will take effect 120 days after the Philadelphia Mayor Jim Kenney signs it into law, which his office says he intends to do. It's the largest city, Philly, to ban such traffic stops. And and this is the thing, that that, that could really, that directly can do a lot. Yes. To, to stop, uh, you know, racist cops from... And, abusing their authority and but for me this is a, a a direct a direct like opportunity to take a look at what does defund the police mean what does police yes. uh reform look like this is what it looks like it takes the power out of and let's be honest you know people who have been trained to racially profile people yeah. who look like me Yep. and my husband mm -hmm. and stop him with his child in the car That's right. right on the way to school and yep. and and what does that mean that means that my husband might get home more safely tonight That's right in Minneapolis, the mayor there that we were just talking about, Mayor Jacob Fry, he announced in August that the city's police officers will no longer conduct pretextual traffic stops for low-level offenses as part of his 2022 budget proposal. Um, officers are prohibited from making pretextual stops for things like expired tabs, an item dangling from a mirror, or an expired license, which is why we get pulled over. Mm -hmm. That's how this... And then they smell weed. Um, in March, Virginia became the first state to prohibit these stops within three months of the bill's introduction. Uh, law enforcement officers cannot lawfully stop motorists for driving without a light illuminating a license plate, without brake lights or a high mount stoplight, and with certain sun shading materials and tinting films, according to the legislation. They were these are the kinds of right. things that they're pulling over black people for. Right. Um, the bill also provides that no law enforcement officer may lawfully stop, search, or seize any person, place, or thing solely on the basis of the odor of marijuana, which is. I'm not making it up. No. This is how it goes. So, um, and in this case, you know, the, they say that the, many police departments are in favor of this because these stops are dangerous. Yeah. For black people, mostly. Uh, so th when we talk about police reform, 
To me, that's something you can concretely do Absolutely. right now that doesn't isn't about electing a certain person, you know, um, and that isn't def whatever you know people think defunding is. Right. You know. You know. Here's my thing: if you're going to give me a ticket, give me a ticket. Make it a frictionless fucking uh, experience. Send it to me in the fucking but mail. But that's not Fuck the point. The but point that's is the harassment. point. It's, it's, a, it's oppression. The point is harassment and oppression. And I think that that you remember that song. Um, it's bitches with attitude. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite rap bet groups. Um, jail tonight ain't with it. Just give me the fucking ticket. That's <laughs> I mean, and it's you can tell by the cops walk. Yeah, if you're going to get how far this is going, how bad it's going to get. Remember yeah. we were in New Hampshire? Or no, I forget. It was someone in the states. It wasn't New Hampshire that was less scary than mm-hmm. New Hampshire. New Hampshire is the scariest state in this country. And we were getting pulled over on our way back from a, the college gig. Mm-hmm. And I, the, it was a, fe- a female police officer. She got out of oh, the yeah. car. And you were like, Francis usually, cause she can talk us out of tickets. Yes. But I, this, from the moment this homegirl got out, I was like, no, we're getting this ticket. Yeah. We are. This person is determined. Well, also, it was it was a speeding trap. Because yes. what happened was... <laughs> it's the most you, ridiculous... You, we were coming down over a... It was rolling hills. You were coming down a hill, and then it was one of those places where then you roll into the town. Right. And then the town... So it was, says, like, it was 25 like 25 miles Yeah, per it, hour. it went from something like 45 miles an hour to 25. Yeah. Without... A sign exactly in like a, you know a block and you over this hill so you didn't see it till you really didn't have time to get down yeah so yeah but it but and just the walk I was like no and in fact I'm hoping we don't get shot yeah so uh, but, uh, but that's how she making her quota yeah. you know of black folk of black folk yeah uh, awful black folk uh, also Joe Manchin refused to endorse Biden's one point seven five trillion dollar social policy and climate package package. I'm going to kick Joe Manchin in his package, saying that he wants time to, quote, thoroughly understand the impact it will have on our national debt, our economy, what, what, and the American he, people. He's had that time for months. For months. I, this is the thing. Joe Manchin just likes dragging this out because Joe Manchin likes to hear about Joe Manchin. Yeah. And he's liking hearing his name all the time. And I'm sick of it. Yep. There are 48 other senators. Could they get some attention? Exactly. 32% of Americans think the infrastructure and social spending bills will hurt people like them how is here's my question how does infrastructure hurt anybody how do roads and bridges hurt anybody how do how how does having a better planned or or an organized fire department and and and, and structures and and, and 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 supporting children hurt anybody how does internet does access for everyone how does yeah. internet act, how does that well hurt you? i'm disturbed by a couple of things one what happened what about the 68 percent why are we continually focused serving servicing this group of serving people? this group of dumb fucks I'm sorry, like, like, uh, number one. So I need, that's the stat I'm more interested in. What are the other, what is the majority, the overwhelming majority of the country think? Yes. It seems like they, if I, am I to infer that they're in favor of it? Because if they're in favor, then why the fuck are we paying attention? Like, the reason, then then that's a messaging problem. Yes. That's not a problem with the bill. It's a messaging problem. And I, I submit that it, it's nothing the Democrats can do or change. And and on some level, the media absolutely could be more helpful because what they like to do is talk about opinion polls, but not the actual bill. That's right. And the point is that you, if you watch news all day long, all day strong, you won't know what's in this bill. That's right. 
that that you will not get that information and that that is my first problem with it especially in the age where print media has completely fallen off yeah um and they're not doing a great job either because many of these articles they also don't tell you what's, what's in, in the, the actual bill. bill so the media isn't doing its job but on top of that i go what this is really about at the end of the day is and this is why we keep telling you to read heather mcgee's book it isn't that infrastructure hurts them. The real thing I think that people are seeing is when they see that it helps black or brown communities, they think that that is take from them. That's right. Because because at the end of the day, people believe that there is one pie. And, and they've been told that. Understand, I'm a, this is like chapter one Heather McGee book. You don't even have to get through. Page, paragraph one, I believe, is white people have been told and it has been demonstrated to them and it has been legally true for most of this country's history, actually, and put implemented by the government that if something helps black people, it hurts white people. That's right. So that is what I believe in at the end when they talk about culture wars and they talk about the, the race, particularly in Virginia. Right. Um, centering around, um, you know, school boards. Young, Youngkin is talking about critical race theory, which is bullshit, as we all know. And it's mm-hmm. about, it's a, just a racist, it's not a dog whistle, it's just straight up racism. Um, and then the other side saying that he's Trump, right? So right. they go, it's culture wars. I'm like, no, actually he is Trump. And that is just, that is, that is yeah. just racism. Stop with the culture. It's not a culture. It's about racism. Yeah. That's, I believe, when th- that 32%, which by I, I say it again, is, st- is a, not even like it's nowhere near. That's you're getting thrown out of office numbers. Um, they, that's what they're voting. They're not, they don't think that bridges hurt them. They think that if it helps black people, it must hurt them. Right. And we'll be right back after these messages. Well, as you know, we embrace diversity here at the Stephanie Miller Show, and I've never seen so much diversity in underwears as Tomboy X. I got the new rainbow ones. I even got the rainbow shirt. You can use it as a t-shirt or jammies. Fancy? Awesome. And that's a v-neck. It's so pretty. Okay. Listen, it's like nobody took the time to design authentic underwear for strong, independent, right? Comfortable with yourself, people like us. Tomboy X did. They created underwear that makes you feel like, you know, this underwear doesn't just fit. It gets me. Yes, I'm feeling proud. So I got the entire pride line. The underwear. I've got the uh, jammies. I've got the t-shirt. Tomboy X since 2014 has been making brazenly unapologetic underwear for all bodies, all shapes, all genders, all sizes, really all sizes from boxer briefs to bikinis, boy shorts to bras. Every pair of Tomboy X is created to fit you and how you see yourself and they've expanded way beyond underwear too and with their love at first wear guarantee you can order risk-free while you find your perfect fit discover your inner tomboy let me get you started with my special discount go to tomboy x under the code stephanie to get an extra 20 percent off that's an extra 20 percent off when you enter stephanie at tomboyx.com that's tomboyx.com restrictions apply see site for details Welcome back. Well, Biden has warned that uh, world leaders at global at the global climate summit that climate change is already ravaging the world. You know what? I have to stop here and go. Thank you. Thank you. And this is what I voted for. This is one of the things I voted for, which is I, you know, for my I'm I'm made. I don't know how long I got on this earth, but I got a child. I got other we've got other people we love on this planet, you know, and people I don't even know somebody else's child and their grandchild and great great grandchildren. The reality is, is that we have got to move out of this ravaging the earth mentality and sucking it dry and burning it the fuck up uh this is my problem with this whole discussion though so i'm listening to andrea negativity mitchell uh-huh. and she's talking about this climate accord and she's like well how's it doing and their their reports like it's so far i'd give it like a c 
Um, mm-hmm. You know, he's like, and it's because of a, of a number of things. One is talk is talk. Yeah. It's actually implementing the changes. And nowhere in this report does Andrea Mitchell remind us all that Trump took us out of the Paris Climate Accord. Like, thank uh, you. Like, first thing he could in office. And that that is the, that the first thing, one of the first things that Biden did was put us back in it. Instead, they lump every bit of climate issue and say, hey, what has Biden done about the climate? You mean in the first 10 months when he's trying to stop the pandemic? Yes. And what has he done? As much as he can when Joe Manchin's out here trying to fight for coal. Exactly. Like, I'm like, what the fuck? Exactly. And finally, that we have a president who is willing, you know, because... You but know, he I can, can only remember. do it by executive order right now because we cannot get our minds around taking our majority and using it. That's right. I remember being a child and th- and people, we, we were having this conversation then. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we're still fighting people in government who are sitting here going, climate change is not real. Meanwhile, their fucking houses are floating the fuck away. Well, and a big part of the problem, you know, in listening to the coverage today, we recorded on Tuesday, they were talking about how India's made this commitment to go carbon neutral 47 years from now. Yeah. You know, and they're like, no, in truth, at that point, they may be the largest emitters. Right. You know, um, but that's because they have a developing economy. We've talked about this before, you know, um, that the way that you make things happen is you incentivize, you know, and you also mandate, you know, and so... And, and and I have a real question about how we assist developing nations or nations with, you know, more um, nascent or whatever economies um, that in terms of the global economy. Well, you build the technology and you make it so cheap and, 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 you and the it, fact frankly, you, you, you give, give it, it away. Them. It's yeah. just like the fucking, it's like the fucking vaccine. You give it away. Which I have to tell you is is not how capitalism works. Well, so that's like... We can have all the fucking capitalist dreams we want it on a dead fucking planet. That is my point. My first thing is that we need to, to re- talk about the reality of actually doing things. And actually doing things means you don't let this shit get stripped out of your spending bill. And then they talked about how the inability to pass the infrastructure bill and an inability when they haven't voted on it yet mm-hmm. is sort of weird to me. But in any case, we're not even, like I said, we're not, it's not like they've been dragging this through the mud. It's not even a year, mm-hmm. right? Um, we're just now getting to this bill. But if you can't implement what they were suggesting is uh, that because Biden doesn't have um, credibility. Does Biden have credibility, really, in the international community when what they see is that he can't get his climate agenda pushed through in this country? Right. Um, And that that what they know about our government is executive decree don't mean shit, right? He can make an executive order that then then can be undone by the Supreme Court, by by legislation. And the the next president. The next president. So they're like, so you saying that you're going to go, you're going to go sign a bill to make this happen doesn't, we need, because the president doesn't legislate yeah. the legislature does that that is the branch of government it's the first branch right. that, that needs to be doing it and and that means we have got to get people voting correctly and we've got to get the end of filibuster and yeah. and it's just plain out i don't care what you have to do but that is the reality that yeah. you're absolutely right and it's not climate change i'll, I'll say it till i'm blue in the face it's climate destruction yep it's yep. making the planet uninhabitable for human beings. Absolutely, burn and it most the fuck animal up. and plant life. Yep, yep. We've been killing. We've been killing. You know, we're a horrible, 
horrible stewards We're of the our problem. planet. Uh, during the January 6th uh, Capitol insurrection, a Trump attorney blamed Pence for the violence for refusing to block certification of election of Trump's election loss. First of all, that is like saying... It's amazing. It's like saying, you know what, Your Honor, mm-hmm. Your Honor, I didn't hit him as much as he ran his face into my fist. Um, sir, but I'm reading the police report here. It says that you walked up to this man and punched him in the face 17 times. That's an interpretation. It's, it's and a, it's um, an, an accurate I had, Actually, there's video. I interpretation. Have video. Look, let's watch the video. I did. Watch him one, run 12, his face 13, 14, 15, that's 15. into my fist. I don't think that's what I'm seeing. And you know what? And what, what we're not talking about yeah, what are we not is the pain about? that I incurred <laughs> from his bones crunching into my fist. Wait a minute. You're right about, wait a minute. You're, they, Thank nobody, you. nobody is talking. How is your hand? Uh, <laughs> I mean, it is the most insane it's shit insane. I've a, ever heard. And I, will vote I feel like somebody's pissing on me and telling me it's rain. Your Honor, I would not have robbed them had they not had nice shit. That's the, bu- 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 I mean, I'm not stupid, Your Honor. But you can't take a big TV into your house <laughs> and then act like you innocent. Right. You know, right. like you had nothing to do with this theft. You part of the lurch. You part of the lure. <laughs> I'm just saying. Who this is entrapment. That is entrapment. <laughs> I have a lawsuit. I'm so I'm countersuing. <laughs> the countersuing. For forcing me to rob you. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, we've got to stop letting these people. Francis just passed out. Oh I just, God. I'm trying to fan her awake. We've oh. got to stop letting these people write the narrative, okay? Like, why are we even engaging in conversations like this? It's the kind of thing where I walk out. Francis will tell you. People think, I think people think of us, and obviously, we all think of people in certain ways. But one of the things people assume is that if we ran into one of these fools, <laughs> that we'd get into it with them. Yeah. But what actually happened is Francis would cock her head to one side and get nodding it to the point where you thought she was she was definitely listening, but she was agreeing. But in her head, I know she's she's saying, "Sweet dreams are made of this or something." She's she's humming some kind of song, you know. Um, that is so mean. In, in her head and going, "That is so mean," because she's tuned out completely. I will walk the fuck away. Yeah. You will see me go, "Uh uh-huh, and walk away because there are certain things that aren't worth my time. Well, here's the problem, Angela. Uh, The siege, this is a quote, the siege is because you and your boss did not do what was necessary to allow this to be aired in a public way so that the American people can see for themselves. The American people did it for themselves. Uh, They voted. What happened? This is the lawyer, John Eastman. uh, Let me tell you about Eastman. I want there to be a law called the Eastman Terrorist Trader Act. Totally. Okay, name it after him. Absolutely. Meanwhile, but see, because they're pushing this shit, meanwhile, 30% of Republicans believe violence may be necessary to, quote, save our country. And let me tell you why that pisses me off. Besides our. The, the, besides the absolute ridiculousness and crazy and, more, and lack of morality around it. What really pisses me off is if I say them, well, that's what Antifa thinks. Mm-hmm. Which isn't what Antifa thinks. There is no Antifa. Um, it's loose. Like, like it's anti-fascism. We should all be anti-fascism. But, um, but if I said to them, that's what, the, that's what the left that you think is radical thinks. They would go, but it's wrong when they do it. Uh, how? Right. They think that if they, if, if they think... If, if radical left, I'll call myself the radical left. I think that violence may be necessary to save my country. Mm-hmm. Am I wrong? 
it's, I'm wrong because I'm brown. I know yeah, that. That's right. And it's an agenda you don't like. But if that's true, that's called anarchy. Right. Like, <laughs> but, 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 but let's but, but let's 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 drill down into what does save our country mean? Mm-hmm. Well, and I believe what they mean mm-hmm. is saving whitedom. Yes. And that what, is and exactly what they that mean. That is what they mean. And call a fucking spade a spade and not a black person. Holler. Okay? Save our country means that they are ready to defend. Yes. Whiteness. Whiteness. I'm, what have we been saying? What has everybody been saying? What has W.E.B. Du Bois been saying? Been I mean, saying. Let me be clear about something. When I see a sign that can't get out of my head, I would rather bury my hot family, my entire family, than see them live with COVID, afraid of COVID. When I see that sign, what I see there is I will f- sacrifice my life, my child's life, my grandchild, my brother, my sister, my mother, my father for white, what I perceive as white power. And I'm looking at what I know to be a powerless person. Yeah. I'm looking at somebody who I know does not have access to the levers of power because they're not the 1%. And so they don't, you know, like it is when you see people actively arguing against a billionaire tax. Yeah. Yeah. And you ain't a fucking billionaire or a millionaire or even a thousandaire. You ain't a you ain't a tens in there. You ain't even okay. a tens you in ain't got, Let me tell you something. I didn't have two bucks this week. Okay, I was in the negative. I like I was a negative air. I was into what I call what what the math community calls imaginary <laughs> numbers. <laughs> you I know was what? Trying to talk no, the, the electric they, company into that. Do do unicorns live in imaginary numbers? Oh, let me tell you about ima- my imaginary wealth. Well, tell me about your imaginary money. It is almost unfavorable. Um, anything that your your heart desires, including housing and food, are readily available. Ooh. Girl, can give me some of them imaginary numbers? They're really, it's really good. You can only spend them at imaginary places. And that is our <laughs> final word. Oh my goodness. And now it's time for emails. Emails. Time to go get your emails. She got one. We got one email um, from our homeboy. What's what's our homeboy? I love him. Him and his um his sister. Right, right, right. Um, we got one email that said they love the new, what do you call Ryan it? Like a new. Yeah, Ryan. Yeah, Ryan. Ryan S. We yeah. love you. Yes. Um, and your, I think this is your friend though, Katie, not mm-hmm. your sister. Your sister, that's a different thing. But anyway, um, one email. He said, please, please, please stay with it. One supporting this new, uh, get your pretzels here, or get your peanuts, get your popcorn. I did it to annoy you, too. You know, like, and so that's, because what I tell you is the basis of this is not positive change or growth. It, it really is. is I don't not, think it is. Um, also, um, I got distracted by your ring. Do you have that in other colors? Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. I was like, I've seen that ring, but it wasn't blue last time. <laughs> Now you playing fucking I know I had a moment where I was like You know Tom bought me a bunch Tom bought me a bunch of these I like it with this top especially I know that you'll have to watch Idiot Week Live to see Yeah uh, then this is our uh, email time. If you didn't get that from yeah, the, har- the the what do you call it? carnival? Ho- what are, she, more, it's carnival it's like it is no. It's the person at the the ball game who does that. Oh, they said the right. vendor. The vendor, yeah, sure. But Stay I, the new uh, stadium hot dog vendor. Yeah, yeah, beer vendor. Okay, sure. Okay, what you got? Um, this is actually a couple of very positive. Um, I don't know, if those of you who uh, watch Free Speech TV, you, and you could look online, we put up, we tweeted, and I think maybe on Instagram too, put up some pictures of us in our, our Hollywood, 
Halloween costumes here in Hollywood. Yes. Um, of the Black Betty Gesserit. Yeah. Of Dune. Um, we were on Mama's show, Stephanie Miller, the third hour, Black Power Hour, this past Friday before Halloween in our costumes, whipping out Dune references. Oh, somebody's asked us to do a, Several po- people. a podcast about Dune. We should do it for Micro Idiot today. Yes. Okay. So, <laughs> so um, that's me having ideas in the middle of work. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that I will. Yes. So, uh, if someone would please tell Frangela how much I enjoyed listening to him. That's from Brenda R. Thank you, Brenda. Mama Thank told you, us. Brenda. And also, uh, this I was driving home Friday, listening to Frangela, laughing my ass off. All the Dune references made my heart sing. Please tell them that they brought joy into my life. Shahalud. <laughs> and that's that's the. The great one, the worm, and whatever. You should know these things. Um, I'm assuming you do because you're a well-read audience. Thank you, Brenda. We love you, and we had a great time. Yes. From your trumpet player friend, J-A-B, or Jab, I'm not sure. Uh, Hi, is it? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Uh, Hi, sweet people. Now, listen. I think you both are, you are both amazing, super smart, beautiful people. But I gotta say, Angela is whack. On the cranberry from a can obsession. Oh. Fine. It used to cost a butt, but now not. So let's try something new. Here's my rocking recipe. Cranberries, a bag of cranberries, two ripe pears, fresh ginger. Y'all need to read the recipe. I'm curious. Don't, don't, you can read it to yourself. You don't have to make these people sit through this this criminality. A serrano this chili. assault on all good, decent, decent folk. Half a cup folk. of orange juice. Don't salt, even listen to this because then sugar. you're implicated in the crime that oh, is this sounds fucking delicious. With, it's wrong. You know Try what? You know why it, it sounds delicious? Your world, you know why says. it sounds delicious? Because the devil isn't going to put the devilment in something that don't sound good. Cause then you ain't gonna want it. This is how the devil gets in. <laughs> this is how the devil he gets in, in on some on some fancy cranberry sauce. Ooh. Some some uppity uppity ain't nothing bad happen from no canned cranberry <laughs> sauce. Ain't nothing bad. Nobody Ever. nobody been hurt. No soul been sucked. You know what? You know what? Ain't nothing but pain and sadness in that fucking can. Tradition. <laughs> Pain and sadness. You name two things that are closer to a Black American experience you than right. pain you and right. sadness. And you, just, you, 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 you slap that out right out the can. That's history. It is Bam. history. Okay, you're right. She says, it comes out like this. That is the sound of Black life. She says, hugs and kisses. One million to you both. Happy Halloween and happy forthcoming holy days with fresh cranberry sauce on your table. Right, Francis? Love you, for, ladies. Keep on rocking. You're a composer, trumpet player, music therapist friend. J-U-B. Thank you. Um, this is from Michelle K. Um, to all of us, Stephanie, Chris, Francis, and I. Sorry I missed you all. Sorry, she didn't get to the show, but um, it was her 23rd anniversary of her 29th birthday. Till you get it right, girl. Yeah, Till you, you get, get it right. right. Okay. Um, she had a very nice birthday dinner. Um, and she said, but she was so glad to hear that we can buy tickets gets to watch the pay-per-view show on demand which i fully plan to do as i unbury myself from work and family demands understandable you probably won't make your make it your way to florida anytime soon and i won't blame you but i'll keep my eyes on the schedule for future vaxxed and waxed events and we'll hope to see you all plus john fugle singing house sooner than later love to you all great to see you all back on the road again with all the sexy liberals across america thank you michelle and she is right you can go by as we said go get you can go watch the show now yes go to sexyliberal.com and get yourself a ticket now and watch it for next year as many times as you want yes you can and now it's time for resistance wrap up wow that was wow it seemed you know what have you used some of that energy on the emails emails 
uh, the up up would end and we could get to the resistance item. But instead, we, we gotta get all that out before we can even get to the action items. Change is bad. All right. <laughs> As always, we'd like you to call your your senators and your um, representatives at 202-224-3121. That's the general, you know, the operator uh, for the switchboard for both houses. Um, and, you know, let them know if they're doing a good job um, in it, whether they be Republican or Democrat. Let them know what you want them to do and what you want them to focus on. But in addition to that. Yeah. Organizers of the January 6th mob at the U.S. Capitol say they participated in dozens of planning meetings with members of Congress and Trump White House staff in the lead up to the violent insurrection that sought to overturn the results of the election. That's why move on. And you know what? We need to know about it. That was a great, great jaw dropping exclusive by Rolling Stone. Yeah, and the Washington Post has now done a three-part series yes. doing the before, during, and after, which I've just started reading. Yeah, so maybe we'll be able to talk about it more next week. But like, it is all of these people are traitors. They're <laughs> like, and it's and so they put it, like thirty-seven it, out in the open. Out yeah. in the open, the fact that Capitol Police. One of the items that I found most distressing is the Capitol Police actually told the blood banks to have blood on hand because they expected a high casualty or high, you know, injury mm. possibility event. And when you, don't tell me you didn't know what was going to happen, but you asked for there to be blood on. Right, 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 right. That's why Move On is leading a massive effort to hold the insurrections, ins- insurrectionists accountable by demanding their immediate resignation or expulsion from Congress. They are prepared to go with big TV ads, billboards, and a homepage takeover ads, blanking the, bl- blanketing the websites of local news newspapers in the seditionist seditionist districts as well as people powered efforts to lift up the voices of their own constituents calling for the resignation and expulsion of these officials okay so what can you do um they're starting a five dollar monthly donation to help make this work possible and keep it going for as long as it takes to remove these insurrectionists from congress so you can go to moveon.org okay and check that out if you can do it, do it. Yes. Get involved, stay involved, stay frosty. Stay frosty. I'm Francis Callier. I'm Angela V. Shelton. I'm a frosty bitch. She is frosty. And thank you for listening to... <laughs> the... I, I, I don't know what's going on over there. she got her eyes closed. I know, she's, but I'm she's, telling she's it. She's writhing around. I'm writhing. It's a little bit... Because dis- I'm little... frosty. What is that? It's the serpent serpent in the rainbow. It's oh, very it's serpent in the rainbow. Ah, very like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. I'm Angela V. Shelton. Thank you for listening to... The, the Final Word! word. Today, we discuss Miro. Today, I want to talk about the hellscape that is technical diagramming, right? Everybody's nodding their heads right now, uh uh-huh. And there is a potential solution that I want to share. There was one name that several people brought up. I did some digging, and it's kind of nuts how much this program Miro has for developers. I have to share this. It could potentially be a game changer for you. So my favorite part about Miro is that half the work is already done. Like right now, typically we spend hours starting diagrams from scratch, gathering information. You get buy-in from every team. Uh, You know, that's a lot of work to do. But Miro has a full set of integrations with the tools you're probably already using. And they also offer open APIs and SDKs for custom solutions for all those niche diagramming use cases we have to do, right? So the end result is the same, but it doesn't take forever. It's a massive, massive time saver. I'm transforming basic flowcharts and network architectures, and it all lives in one place. So are you using Miro? Have you used it? I want to hear. That's M-I-R-O dot com.